Welcome to the Shed Show. I am uh, in the big shed tonight to do this podcast. It's been raining out there. It is, you know, we're just on the verge of really warming up. The snow's melted, the leaves are still out there, and it's still wet, and everyone's trying to figure out if it's been this wet and this cold this long before. But I remember a lot of Aprils in the Midwest, Chicago or Minneapolis, where this is exactly, it feels completely normal. Ice out, everything's good. Now we just need to get to the warmer weather. So anyway, uh, that said, uh, I've come out to the shed because this is where I make my coffee after dinner and because uh, I have to do everything. I have my coffee system, so I have to make my coffee according to my coffee system. So everything for that is out here in the shed, in the truck. Got the truck, got a couple of boats, got a lot of cars and old farm implements. There's an old farm all tractor sitting here and a bunch of other stuff, a lot of tools. And so the shed's kind of this awesome. Just to know, I mean, I love staying out here. I think it's great. Another reason that I'm out here is because I'm done with all of the shows that I was watching. The TV shows, done sitting there uh, looking at YouTube, reaching a point of boredom which provokes a, a question. Um, have we reached a creative turning point when it comes to entertainment and information in this country? We're going to talk about that in podcast 1097, podcast 1097, the Bob Davis Podcasts. It's a good time while I'm standing in the shed looking at all of these motor vehicles that we have. Lots of gators and tractors, mobile podcast command, a couple of boats and some other cars back over in there in this massive shed out here in Wisconsin. It's, uh, it's a good time to remind everybody that uh, independently owned and operated refueling stations get a better deal on fuel and they can pass that savings on to customers and i know that that is super super important right now because even though they are touting uh you know decreasing inflation we still have four or five percent inflation and so it still affects fuel prices and i'm talking about 36 lynn the independently owned and operated refueling station in south minneapolis at 36th street south and lindale avenue south I have been uh, turning people on to their uh, Instagram page because it shows the you know how they do what they do and their whimsical nature. They're all about just having fun, community involved, and the special sauce with 36 Lynn is the store. They have great locally sourced products. One of those uh, p- pictures in the Instagram feed recently was they put all of the new food products that they have recently put in the store in kind of a little sort of pile uh, and took a picture of it and you can see from burritos to coffee to candy all kinds of great stuff 36 lynn check them out online at 36lynn.com or click on their banner at the top of the page at the bob davis podcast.com and it's great to have you guys sponsoring the bob davis podcasts well i've attempted to do this podcast a couple times so i'm going to be very succinct in explaining what triggered my thinking in this podcast I have been watching all of the shows that I needed to get caught up on after nearly three years of travel. So I haven't been able to watch any of my shows on HBO or wherever uh, since, uh, I don't know, uh, 2020, 2020. Maybe a, a few in 2021, but mostly, so it's been, you know, a long time before I 
have had been able to sit down and, and just watch my, my shows. And, and I look forward to just being in this cabin by myself and watching these shows, which I have done. I call it my job. So since April 1st or 2nd, I've been sitting in front of a TV till 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning watching, <laughs> watching every show that I, have, uh, that I have missed in the last uh, two or three years of travel. That includes Yellowstone, 1923, 1896, uh, Ozark. I don't know. I'll probably name a couple, but the problem is the previous take in terms of this podcast is I went off on a huge sidebar trying to name all the shows and trying to critique all the shows and everything else. The other thing that, I, that I've been doing when I've been traveling is uh, spending a lot of time on YouTube and, uh, and social media. And l- lately here... Um, I use social media to let people know I've done a new podcast. I don't use social media to catch up on friends. I don't use social media to make political statements. I don't get the word out. I don't sell stuff on social media or any of that stuff. So, uh, and I find it unfortunately necessary to, to sort of issue the disclaimer, that yes, I use social media to promote my stuff. But other than that, no. I don't like comments. These are all things I've talked about. I think, uh, I think Facebook in particular is a, is a scourge. Instagram is okay. Uh, I enjoy Instagram a little bit. Uh, Twitter I gave up on years ago. I don't have TikTok, much to my son's uh, chagrin. And I don't think I would uh, start using TikTok. One of the things that I've noticed, and perhaps it's because there's been so much consumption. Oh, yeah, YouTube as well. I I use a lot of YouTube. I watch a lot of YouTube. And, you know, YouTube can be useful. I've done a couple podcasts about that, that that you have to be careful uh, at least to curate what you're watching and don't believe what you hear, that type of thing. Unless you're watching tarot card readers or something, in which case it's all BS anyway. But surprisingly enough, a lot of the stuff that shouldn't be BS is, like the financial stuff and and so forth on YouTube. But I've noticed a sameness in the shows, a sameness in the content on social media. And maybe it's just because I've been a heavy user the last um, month or so, but I'm not seeing any new ideas. I'm seeing um, even a repetition of the type of, um, of writing, the kinds of writing, the way shows are constructed. It doesn't matter if it's a Western or if it's a, you know, an urban gritty crime show. They, f- they don't feel the way the first HBO um, shows like Sopranos or the FX um, Breaking Bad, or even The Wire felt when you first started watching. You just couldn't believe how good it was and how good it got. What happens these days is shows start out pretty good the first you know series and a half, and then they don't get good, they get bad. They get repetitive, and it seems like we've run out of ideas. I don't know why. I don't know... Um, if it's because of the of the pandemic, I don't know if it's because uh, you know the 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 political impetus for argument and and uh, and 
the sort of the font or the the wellspring of of creative um, ideas being conflict has sort of dissipated a bit with uh, with a with a new administration. I don't know if it's the economic stuff. I do know that the the major uh, series buyers, the streaming companies, are cutting back on the number of shows that they're buying. And I do know that uh, the number of actual shows in a year, in a, in a season, are being reduced. So there's that. That may make them better ultimately because instead of 12 shows in a series, you've got six. So you have to kind of get to the point. Uh, but I think it is interesting. And I, I, it provokes this thought that I have that it seems like we've reached a sort of creative turning point or a creative crisis in terms of both information and entertainment. I, I, I hesitate to mention the difficulties with some of the big cable news operations, Fox obviously in the headlines these days, but there's been difficulties with all the other streamers, uh, the news streamers, uh, that are significant, no, you know, profit problems. And to a certain degree, profit problems with social media companies as well, depending on what they're doing. You know, there's a big thing today because Meta slash Facebook uh, announced that they their profits were up considerably. Keep in mind, they laid off a lot of people. So, so cost control may have suddenly, you know, reared its ugly head in terms of profits, which encourage companies to do more. And that's okay because that's business. Uh, I think the, th- the same will eventually be true of Google and these other tech companies that are big enough that they can survive a downturn, uh, that they will you know, uh, actively start cutting costs. That'll be offered up as proof that, boy, the social media companies and the, and the tech companies are back with a vengeance and they must be doing something great. The, you know, another sort of a touchstone for me is LinkedIn, which I thought for a period of time was going to begin to rival Facebook in terms of its relevance. These days, I see on LinkedIn, um, and I again, I have to use these, all of these services to promote what I do, but basically what I do is I put up a post and write a piece that talks about what the podcast is about with links, and that's the extent of it. When I go back and look at Facebook or LinkedIn uh, or Instagram on a day-to-day basis, what I'm looking for is reaction. And and if I see a comment, I have to take down or a user I have to block because they can't get it through their head that that I just don't appreciate uh, nasty comments or silly, stupid comments. And then (laughs) I don't appreciate comments at all. It's just, hey, here's a podcast. And I really don't care. Whether, uh, whether it becomes anything, I'm not looking to add to my quote-unquote uh, subscription base on social media or anything else. In fact, I look forward to the day when eventually, like many people I know, have begun to do, uh, just pull the plug on, on all my social media completely. Because I don't do it to be noticed. I do it to let people that listen to me know that I've got a new podcast up. And if I, if I can find a better way to do that, then I will. In the meantime, uh, the, the, getting back to the LinkedIn thing, I just noticed a while back, and now it's beginning to be so obvious, that 
LinkedIn has become uh, a a ghetto of virtue signaling. It's become, and I will use radio as an example because it's a business that I know, and I can criticize it uh, uh, without holding back because it's a business that I know. If I see one more post uh, from some radio company holding the Marconi Award with the whole staff in the lobby and everybody smiling, I'm going to scream. Or one more photograph on LinkedIn of the whole staff in the lobby talking about how much they raised to save dogs or, you know, send food to Africa or whatever it is that they do. It makes one wonder... If you spend all of your time doing this, when do you spend time making money? Oh, that's right. The radio industry is imploding and no one's making any money. (laughs) And I think that's probably true of small and medium-sized businesses that that are doing the same thing or some reasonable facsimile thereof on LinkedIn. You see where I'm going with this. It just feels like they're suddenly, uh, I've noticed... Uh, just a huge drop in creative innovation, uh, at least in terms of the entertainment business. Certainly, it's been true in the radio business for you know the last ten years, and I know that because I am a radio guy. But other businesses as well, because if it's true in one, it's probably true or could be true in others. It's not just one business that seems to where the bloom is off the rose. So, and, and in these days, right now, it real, really feels like the bloom is off the rose. And I noticed this watching all my shows. It didn't give me the same jolt to watch my shows that it used to give me before I started traveling. And so I could say a lot of nasty things about these shows and about radio companies and about social media. But I also know that there are a lot of people who are very earnest, working in those industries, really trying to do what they do, and it would be taken as just uh, sour grapes and, and, and a nasty, sort of nasty, crappy comments about uh, these people and what they do. It's, it's kind of not meant that way. I am speaking kind of as a viewer, the, the, just, a, just a regular old viewer who would rather spend time uh, standing in the cold shed uh, looking at uh, buckets and what else is over here? Uh, you know, weird uh, tools and ladders and, you know, what's this? I don't even know what this stuff is. This mo- Oh, I know what that is. You put that on the oil. And I got a little bit of oil, so I should put that under. But, you know... I realize that there are people who earnestly are trying to help others and use their businesses to help others, and I, I know it's, it's important. So that's not where I'm coming from. Where I'm coming from is just kind of experiencing this at, at a high level of intake. In other words, just, just being, having the time recently to watch all these shows, to be on uh, social media a lot, to be on YouTube a lot, and not be doing the usual stuff that I do um, when I'm out uh, traveling, where you know you got to light a fire, you got to get wood, you got to take your, you got to dump your your trash, you've got to clean up, you got to make sure this is running, you got to make sure your tires are, you got to dig the the little stones out of tires. There's many many things to do, and so there there isn't, and there certainly in my case, there's no viewing of shows because I don't have a TV in my rig. And I know that uh, a lot of rigs these days come with two TVs, 
And I know a lot of people out uh, traveling have TVs, but uh, I just thought, you know what, I'm, I'm traveling, I'm experiencing the world, I'm meeting people. I don't want a TV in my rig because I don't want to be sitting in there all day consuming electricity, You, or I should say running my batteries down, watching, uh, watching some, some show. So then I come here uh, real fast after eight months in the desert, and I have unlimited amounts of viewing time and, uh, and uh, social media use time. It's very interesting the thought processes that I go through. And we'll talk about that in the second half of this podcast. Well, you can hear the rain on the roof of the shed. And you know that that means, uh, what is it, April showers bring May flowers, but you have to plant them and prepare them and get them ready. So if you are looking at your garden this year and you're thinking, hmm, I don't know, this is going to be, it's brown and there's leaves everywhere and there's a lot of work getting the garden prepped, think about Garden Gurus MN because they can... Uh, prep your garden, which is a huge boon to gardening because then all you have to do is the fun stuff, planting and and everything else because they've prepped it. Think about them for that. Also for staging real estate and, of course, uh, businesses and commercial properties always need to have a little sprucing and gardening every now and then. So uh, all you have to do is go to GardenGurusMN.com GardenGurusMN.com. Keep listening to the Bob Davis podcast for more info about GardenGurusMN.com as we go forward. Happy spring. In terms of the thought processes that I've gone through by watching so much of this stuff, I do feel like there is a sort of uh, creative drought going on. When was the last time something happened, even in, in, the, in, in industry, even in the world where you said, I've got to have that. Probably the biggest thing in the last uh, 10 months has been the development of uh, artificial intelligence in the form of chat GPT or some other application. And companies are figuring out how to use artificial intelligence like that to be more productive. And I think people will start businesses based on that if they can. I can't predict what they're going to be. I don't know that they're going to be the iPhone. I don't know that they're going to be uh, Netscape. I, I don't know that they're going to be the Model A Ford or the Model T Ford. You know what I'm saying? When was the last time something came along that you felt emotionally that you just had to have? Because you could see immediately what you were going to do with it, what the applications were for it, how it was going to work. And, uh, and, and so these new things, like when Facebook was new or when uh, back in the, in the, well, we'll go back to the, the introduction of the iPhone, which literally revolutionized cellular communications. It revolutionized how we share information. It revolutionized how we use information. So the, the touchscreen, uh, you know, handheld device literally uh, was a was a massive development in terms of uh, of of society when was the last time something like that came along and i don't know is it the is it the pandemic is it the post pandemic sort of hangover is it the inflation and uh, efforts to deal with the inflation uh, or 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 have we just exhausted all of the 
existing tools and the uh, ability to use them to, to, to really come up with new creative ideas. And I speak for myself because uh, I went, one of the reasons I went out on the road was to, I had felt that, I felt that I had completely mined whatever there was about politics, that there was nothing more to be said. And I find it amusing that a certain commentator who was thrown out recently, uh, three days after being out of work, uh, puts up a video saying, gee, isn't it weird how the, you know, suddenly I see all these debates going on seem meaningless. <laughs> You know, it's like you. in order to really pay off on that statement, you have to walk away from it completely. And I chose to go on the road because my feeling was that, listen, I've mined this political thing as far as it's going to go. Nothing, this is, this is never, A, this is probably never going to be resolved, and B, it certainly isn't going to be resolved by me, and I don't want to keep talking about it. So I went out to, to just see, hey, if I go out and I travel, what kinds of new ideas will come to me. And I think that's probably true with all of us at some level, uh, both in the communications and entertainment business, but also in any business that we, do, that we operate, we're hearing, um, we're just inundated with nonsense. I saw this thing on LinkedIn the other day. It was this English lady who, I don't know what she does. She, she's some kind of therapist or something. And it was a short on Instagram. And so remember that shorts, that's, uh, you know, when we, tell, when we come to algorithms, this is, the, they want everyone to do shorts because uh, they're all competing with TikTok. And so everyone has to do shorts now, supposedly. This woman is an English woman and she has, she's a very precise English woman and she speaks very precisely. And she said, oh, and the other thing now is that they give you closed captioning. If you can't uh, see or hear, it's okay because we're going to put the, what the person's saying on the screen. And she says, I find if you can say about your services that you're providing to people that you feel passionate about and that you're providing a service that's very passionate and they are passionate about liking your product and your service and that you're passionate about it, you will be successful. And I thought, <laughs> that's nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> you're successful if you can move into an area that is relatively unserved and dominate it by either buying your competition off as they rise or controlling the market completely. That is capitalism. And I say that fully understanding that for, a, for an artistic business, which is what I'm running, that's probably true. But success is defined differently than actually making money. And I find that we are just inundated with a, 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 a storm of crap from all of this, this stuff that people put up on social media to be noticed. And so I would throw out a question, which is, and I'm not sure I even want an answer to this question, but you know, I'm going to throw out a question as a way of making a statement, which is, how do you inspire yourself to come up with something that is 
creative in that if you define creativity as one thing plus another thing equals something completely new. An example recently was I put up a somewhat poetic post for a podcast on Instagram and one of the people that commented said, I thought your post was poetic, so I asked Chet GPT to turn it into a sonnet. A Shakespearean sonnet, it did, and it was hilarious. And I thought, that was creative. That was something that is, um, is, is, is unexpected and pleasurable and entertaining and unique. And I would challenge myself as well. Sometimes I find myself doing the same things. And I, I know, you know, you know, to a certain degree, repetition is good. But uh, this is why sometimes I wait so long during uh, intervals in my podcasts. Because I don't want to do the same podcast I did. And let me tell you something. After one th- If you look upon this as a series of podcasts... After 1,097 podcasts, you say, well, I guess I did that before, but let me see if I can find another way to express that feeling. Adding to that, I would, I would also say that more and more these days, I'm looking for a little kernel way down in there that I, I have either, I just haven't expressed, or it's a, it's a way of looking at something that I didn't have before, notwithstanding the fact that language ruins most thinking. You know, you, if you didn't have to speak and you could transmit a feeling or an idea, it would be delivered much more accurately than it would be that when you have to run it through language, when you have to speak or write uh, in a language it becomes very difficult to express yourself. And these days, sometimes, I ask myself, why do I, why, why does anybody try at all? Not to mention how difficult it is to express yourself by creating some kind of show that involves, you know, scripting and television and lights and people and sets and the whole nine yards. I was going to call this podcast Peak Television or Peak Social Media. But I think really it's about a creative turning point in, in our history for a lot of things. There's a level of sameness, and it, it, it definitely felt like that before COVID. COVID kind of was a detour, and now we're having a little bit different economic experience and perhaps a little bit different political experience, but it still has this sort of Okay, we're in this trough. We, you know, are we at a creative turning point? Meaning, are we at some kind of a turning point where a whole new set of circumstances exist, and therefore a whole new set and a whole new way of uh, of thinking about and expressing about the things that are happening? Kind of, um, kind of opens up sort of a new a new font or a discovery of a new well of of ideas. That um, that kind of re-energize all of these, um, uh, you know, technical infrastructures that carry so much data. In other words, these channels, YouTube, social media, uh, robust websites, um, TV shows, TV streaming uh, infrastructure like uh, Paramount and HBO, and these uh, these types of 
techno technology carry an immense amount of data uh, every day and 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 it, and it's served up when you hit it you get it and uh, it's it's kind of amazing that with all of this capability we still to me it still feels like we we should be at some kind of creative turning point and my experience has been when I when I see it others see it and more than likely and more than likely we we probably are at some kind of a a significant uh, turning point for ideas and and for creativity and I hope so because I need some new shows <laughs> <laughs> okay, I promised that, let me get my phone out of the truck here, because I promised uh, in three podcasts that I was going to thank uh, a number of people for um, for making contributions to the Bob Davis Podcast. If you want to contribute to the Bob Davis Podcast and you don't want to spend any money, best thing you can do is subscribe to the Bob Davis Podcast on iTunes. That's really important. But then there are people who have been making um, donations to the Bob Davis Podcast through the donate window at thebobdavispodcast.com. When I hold my phone up to the microphone, it makes weird noises. Jeffrey Dunn, thanks for 25 bucks. Mindy Collins, thanks for 25 bucks. Want to say thanks to Brandon Sabata, who has done the uh, monthly donation thing for five bucks. I really appreciate that. You can, you know, when you get on the donate window, you can click on it, and then you have the option of doing whatever you want with your donation. You could just give me whatever you want, and then uh, you can also set it up so that you are supporting uh, the Bob Davis podcast with a monthly payment. And Brandon's chosen $5, and that's really cool. Uh, but you can do whatever you want. You could do a dollar a month, and I really, really appreciate any and all donations and support for what it is that I'm doing in this crazy uh, artistic business. And I want to thank my friend Travis Sitard, who I believe is on a monthly deal, too. I saw that come through, and I just don't can't find that particular PayPal notice on the phone. So there you go. Thanks for listening to the Bob Davis Podcast. Thanks for subscribing to the Bob Davis Podcast on iTunes. You can also get the podcast on Spotify and uh, Google Podcasts. I think Google Podcasts is probably better for Androids than um, Stitcher.com. And finally, I'm going to say again that I've, I've streamlined the website and sped it up considerably. We're going to keep working on making it faster to deliver podcasts to you a lot faster. So if you've been having problems uh, listening to the podcast right off the Bob Davis podcast page, whether it's streaming audio or the individual players underneath each blog, underneath each blog, um, that should get that should be cleared up pretty well now. So again, point that out. Thanks for listening to the Bob Davis Podcast, Podcast 1097. Are we at a creative turning point? And please hurry with your creativity because I, as I said, I, I would like to enjoy social media and TV shows a lot more. Goodbye from the shed for the time being. Thanks for listening. <gasps> Baby.